conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? It's nice and bright. The uh, the daylight savings time has just you know, made my skin glow. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why the shirt open. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get views on YouTube, so people get curious now. Yeah, we had to we had to do something for the views. So this is what we come down to. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going to help. <laughs> Happy to drive up views anytime, boys. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we made it another week. Uh, anything exciting happened for you guys last week? I know we covered a lot of topics uh, coming with tech and all this other stuff, um, but I'm just kind of curious. What's what's cracking? Golden? 
<laughs> now, preparing myself every day in the gym for Miami. Fuck, no, I'm kidding. It's like uh, that's Michael's doing this probably. No, it's 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 it's, it's cool stuff. We're working on some new brand also within our our. I will not, I will announce it soon. In a few weeks, I will do it officially. But we're working on something really cool. Also, more focusing on more partnerships. As this is the the growth we have. So working really cool stuff. Launching a separate brand in a few weeks. More than happy gonna give you the the breaking news and the teaser anytime soon. Perfect. And uh, scheduling a lot of stuff for for next week. Focus right. So I'm excited. Golden. Yeah, there's uh, there's some stuff we're working on over here that's not out there yet, but the amount of traction has been uh, incredible and a bit overwhelming trying to keep it all straight and organized. But uh, look out in the next few months for for a pretty cool announcement from us. I can't announce it early uh, in the head. No. Okay, cool. All right. We won't do that. Awesome. Well, uh, last week, I think we did a startup of the week first. So I think I'm going to do. No, actually, we're going to start with the week again. We're going to go. We we like start with the week. Here we go. We're going to kick it over to Ross. Way better. Yeah, this week it's CloudBets. Uh, the reason why I picked them is because they raised $150 million. So a lot, amazing round, Series D, uh, Series D funding led by, uh, by SoftBank. So probably they have something still to spend. Um, so really nice round. I think in total they raised $253 million in total. The last round was one and a half year ago. So well done. And people who doesn't know uh, who CloudBets is, they're actually building actually have a solution for, for revenue management, distribution, guest experience, and more than that. So I think they have 22,000 properties, which is surfing. Um, so probably therefore they have good traction and therefore they raise $150 million. So well done. The start of the week is CloudBest. Check them out and uh, congrats, guys. So maybe next time in, uh, in our show. So if you haven't heard yet, Focus Right is next week down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, basically Miami. So this is the travel's largest conference that brings together pretty much every segment of travel from flights to cruises to OTAs. Uh, it's a big ground for investors and media as well. So people are starting to, to gear up for it. Meetings getting scheduled and very much looking forward to, to being there. Well, I was going to say, uh, speaking of events, not to take the spotlight from Focus Right, but uh, our good friend and media partner at Short Term Rentals with a Z dot com uh, wanted us to give us a shout out to a webinar that I'll be in involved tomorrow. Of course, you know, kind of a big celebrity over there. Uh, beautiful lineup of, uh, of awesome panelists that's going to be talking about social media. So uh, there's one more event on top of Miami, but shameless know. plug. All right. Simon, don't forget don't forget the I Meet Hotel one soon, right? I think Golden, you're speaking there as well. Yeah, it's next week, and I will be a speaker at it. Uh, wow. Perfect. Yeah. I'll add that. I'll add that to the it's, list. It's the short-term rental edition of I Meet Hotel. So, or we should do a name change. I Meet Short-Term Rental, whatever. But there we go. I Meet Hotels organizing the the STR one. So you can register now and listen to Golden again, for with more clothes on or tent because of Miami next week Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, you know me. I'm going to get super tan. <laughs> uh, well, we, we uh, never had a second-time guest on the show until today. Um, he's our main man, Steve Davis from Operto. So I want to give him a warm welcome, and we're going to join him, uh, have him join us to talk about um, technology. Uh, I know, Golden, you wanted to talk about you know, owner operations and all this other good stuff that's happening in the space. So we're going to get his opinion on a lot of uh, different topics, but then also hear what's going on with Operto. So let's welcome Steve Davis to the floor. Good morning, Steve. Guys. Good morning. Welcome back. I was going to say that next morning. That, uh, that photo of me looks uh, definitely in my non-daylight savings look, you know? What's that? Is it the middle of the night there? You know what? When you wake up in the darkness and you go to bed and, you know, it's, and it's yeah, we, we just never really see the sunshine anymore until about June of next year. But hey, yeah. that's the price you pay. Gotta live for the summer. <laughs> live for the summer. Right. Three months of pure joy. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Steve, I am really excited to see you again. It's been like a long time, you know, since uh, we saw each other in person. So mm-hmm. I miss yeah, you. Been, hope uh, hope all is well. It's been about a month of withdrawal now. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's jump in for those who haven't heard of Operto, don't know who you are. Can you kind of just give a quick recap of Operto, what you guys build, what you guys do? Um, shameless plug again Recreation Rentals, my management company, uses Operto amazing can speak for it just an fyi there we go yeah no worries so we're primarily a property automation company so we help um property property owners and property managers uh maintain their portfolios through smart technology uh we do access control obviously and in in suite sort of um, devices that that automate everything uh on that's the one side of our business on the other side of the business we we um, acquired in the summer, we actually acquired VR Scheduler and we've started to bring their uh, operations and housekeeping um, functions in-house. So being able to really give the, the owner sort of a all-in-one dashboard where they can look to maintain their properties uh, remotely and then also uh, help the guests just have a really good experience through, uh, through smart tech. Amen. It's a good way to sum it up. Yeah. Um, so I want to go kick this over to Golden because I know we were talking about this in our little group chat. Um, you were talking about owner operations and this kind of being more of a rise. Uh, do you want to bring it kind of like describe it a little bit more, but then Steve, I want to know if you, this is something you're seeing more on the user side of Operto rather than just management companies like mine or, or bigger ones that are just using Operto as a part of their solution. Sure. Yeah. So a long, long time ago, Hilton, I believe, was the very first hotel brand. They owned all of their own properties. They flagged them. They operated them from start to finish. And then when some of these hotel companies started going public, the street wanted them to separate the ownership groups from the operating groups. And that's where you get companies like Marriott and then Host. So Host owns all of the property. Marriott runs, flags them. You've got some brands like Sonesta that still exist today, all under one umbrella that, that do ownership acquisition uh, as well as operations and flagging. But it's not something we have seen in short-term rentals until pretty recently. And 
what sparked it last week was you know, Y Hotel announcing that they had purchased a property, uh, which is the, to my knowledge, the first multifamily owned and operated by kind of a pseudo flag. Um, and you, you know, Ross's startup of the week a couple weeks ago, starting to buy up single family homes and then operating them themselves. So are we going to go through the same evolution in short-term rentals that hotels did that it's easiest to acquire inventory by just actually acquiring it. And then in the future, you have to split off the, the ownership and the operations or does it actually make sense to own and operate it all the way through? Yeah, I mean it's it is early early days, I think, on on that sort of switchover. But what what we definitely know is that the 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 folks in the short term rental space definitely know how to run a run a property, right? Um, they've got huge um, huge amounts of knowledge around driving efficiencies and finding those little pieces that can you know increase the the average daily take, right? So, um, so yeah, we do see this this model increasing where you've got folks coming in that can just do almost a better job than the original owner could and using technology to really, um, again, sort of find those efficiencies. So whether that is, you know, the stuff we do um, or more on the operational side, there's just, um, it's, it's the tip of the iceberg. And I think, you know, if I was to guess five years ahead, I think it's just going to continue to accelerate really. Yeah. yeah and it, it, I even see it starting to accelerate again on the hotel side. Uh, there's this new rise of boutique brands and those boutique brands can be pretty sexy and uh, whether they're actually acquiring the inventory or they're partnered with a PE shop that's solely buying inventory for that brand. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of benefits to being deeply integrated into the ownership side of, of the operations. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And then leveraging technologies like Aperto across the whole portfolio. Uh, it's a lot easier for us to go in and talk with them versus you know, when it's flagged, operated, and owned by all different people. Everyone's just pointing fingers to other yeah, directions. It's them. For sure. For sure. And, and you know what the nice thing is, is that as those, you know, we call those sort of our flagship accounts, that as they continue to just pile on more more properties and they get they just get better and better and better at running that kind of business model all they just do is just continue to add more and more and more doors and and as soon as they figure that tech stack out it's really just a rinse and repeat thing because it, it scales so nicely right so as soon as they've sort of done the hard yards around okay we want to remove the front desk we want to these are the this is the kind of guest experience we want to drive for our for our user as soon as they figure that out on the first 50, 100 doors, you know, they can grow that portfolio as, as big as they want to, knowing that the, the, the tech will scale with them, right? So they don't, they don't really need to revisit that part of the business. And really all that it turns into then is, is um, you know, is more of a, uh, can we raise enough capital to continue to feed the growth, right? So it's, an, it's a super interesting um, time. And I think that you know, the changing tastes of the, of the modern, the modern traveler, the post sort of COVID traveler um, will continue to, you know, favor the, those types of operators who can, who can really offer a, a really boutique kind of bespoke stay um, 
to the to the end user. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where this all ends up. Well, I so, think one of the first episodes, Mike. I think what is it a year ago or something? I think it the, the topic was apart hotels and the, the movement into more branded properties. Um, well, you just mentioned a few. I think we didn't realize it, but there's a few, of course, popped up in the last year. You see it more and more, Steve, as well. That's okay. We're just collectively starting a brand or we kind of just participate in one of the brands? All the time. And a lot of our sort of inbound traffic right now is is folks that are looking at, at this sort of operating model and saying, you know what, I think that, um, that we want to give it a go. And and a lot of our and a lot of the first sort of early movers and, and you know why hotels in there um, are doing exceptionally well now because they've figured out the business model that supports um, the 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 type of traveler that they're trying to um, they're trying to attract. And you know, it's it's I think it's exciting because I think really the person who ends up winning is the actual end consumer because you end up getting a better product at the at the end of the day, right? You've got you've got maybe a smarter, more savvy operator who uh, understands the type of experience that you're looking for and can actually deliver it better than sort of, sort of say a bigger hotel chain, whether it's a Hilton or whatever, where you're just sort of, you're just part of the treadmill um, and you're getting kind of that bespoke um, stay. So, uh, and you know, watch this space. I think it's all, it's all very exciting. And when you own something, you take care of it better, right? You pay 100%. more attention to the details, <laughs> yeah. uh, plain and simply. So Steve, do you think uh, with technology like yours, hotels will experience the death of the front desk? You know what? I don't think it's ever going to be a death of the front desk uh, insofar or more as a reimagining and or sort of repurposing of the front desk. So there's always going to, you, you can't eliminate the human, right? It's no. impossible. And, and anyone who says, oh, we're going completely like, we're giving it all to the robots. It's just not going to work. Um, at some point, you're going to get a non-digitally savvy uh, person walking in through the front door and doesn't understand how this whole thing works and actually needs to engage with someone. Um, but what I do think the death has happened or is happening is having seven people behind the, the, the checking counter. Uh, you know, three, three are in the back playing solitaire and four up front, uh, you know, pretending they're working. And, and, and I think where you're going to really find a, a major shift is there'll maybe be one or two people behind the, the front desk and the other five or six are, are making drinks or are welcoming people in the lobby or yeah. taking people's bags out of the Ubers or whatever. Um, and, and, or they're part of the part of the more part of the operations team. So yeah. it's, um, and we are seeing that shift. And then the other side of this whole equation and people really don't, we don't really talk about it a lot in our space is, the labor shortage out there right now is so massive that a lot of our inbound is not really about, hey, we want to make it a cooler tech-enabled stay. It's like, hey, we can't actually hire people to staff the front desk. So yeah. we need this now. And we can't turn rooms fast enough to be, we, we just can't. Um, so we need technology to help us just pick the speed up and yeah. to find those labor efficiencies. So really it's, we always talk about guest experience, guest experience, but really what it's a lot of the, what, what we're seeing right now is like labor shortage, labor shortage. Um, and, and it's, and it's sort of that perfect storm of, of these sort of conflicting sides of, of the coin, which, um, which are great for us. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, they drive 
business, they drive interest and they drive sort of awareness of what we're doing. Yeah. That, you mentioned something that I want to call out that I've experienced twice this year already, but I had never experienced it before. Um, it's having the bartenders do the check-ins. Yeah. Like, send me well, to- you can see the with Moxie, for example, Marriott brand, right? You can see Citizen, Citizen M. M is Citizen yeah. M, they're doing the same. They, they're sending a book of the uh, of the city and they, meanwhile, they, they can help you with check-in or you do it by yourself and then they're serving you behind the bar. Yeah, well, I think I think those big brands pick that up from independent boutiques because of independent boutique that I used to work at a long time ago, long, long time ago. That was the experience. It was like, hey, you're not just a front desk agent, but you're giving people like cocktails and beer and then you're checking them. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for, but all right, like, let's figure it out. And it's it's a totally different experience. And um, yeah, it's crazy to see that the bigger chains are adopting that as well. Yeah, it's super cool. Like we when I was in Ireland with my wife at the Dean in Dublin, you know, you walk to the front desk and they're like, do you want a cocktail? It's like, no, we're here to check in. It's like, actually, yeah, I'll take a cocktail too. That'd yeah. be great. Like it drives food and beverage costs, I'm sure. But then the, uh, the, the downfall, cool. yeah. the downfall is like they're too busy making other people drinks and then they can't check you in. So you're just standing there with all your luggage and it's like a pain in the butt. But well, you can see this whole checking experience already changing, right? There's nothing like this horrible uh, lobbies anymore, or like checking desk, which is now just a cable, just using the bar for checking, for example, like it's one yeah. big counter, making more, yeah, making a nice experience, right? Instead of like making this distance of checking in, filling in this horrible paperwork, and then you go to your room, and you go downstairs. Why not directly start your journey and then experience yeah. the hospitality? Yeah, absolutely. Just do it right. It's about giving that guest, you know, the, the moment they step foot in your property, it's like something unique, right? And something they'll remember. And the fact that you're talking about someone making you a martini in a hotel hotel lobby a month later means that it works, yeah. right? So yeah. And, and front well, desk I'm, agents are, are nice, but the most hospitable people in the city are always the cocktail bar, the barmen, yeah. bar women. Yeah. Like, yeah. They know the city inside and out. Like, yeah. And, and I, I remember specifically checking in saying like, where should we have dinner tonight? And, and then uh, it's not a shameless, you have to have dinner here. Like it's, these are the three spots. We also have dinner here if you'd like, like I can book you in now. Or, or I can make a call to you know, any of these restaurants and, and get you a take. Well, it's a combination of efficiency, right? Because, you know, check-in will be uh, everybody at 3 o'clock wants to check in their room between 2 and 3 or whatever. And then at 6 o'clock, they want to eat. So why not use the same people to do multiple things? So it's also efficiency when you're looking at the lack of the, yeah, the shortage of, of people, right? What Steve just mentioned. I think in that way, it's also for people. It's engaging. Hey, look. I'm doing different stuff. Right? I'm not checking in people all day and looking in the uh, the PMS who's arriving. I'm just doing different stuff, which is also, I think, more more fun. Well, it's like, I want to know because, like, so there's two things that kind of bring up um, the hospitality industry and as a whole picked up about 164,000 new employees. So, like that labor shortage that we're seeing is starting to slowly kind of drop. I think in the sense of more people are starting to actually go look out for work now, um, but do you think with the type of experience, because if you have a PMS, but then you're also a bartender that has a POS for <laughs> food and beverage, uh, the unification of these softwares and dashboards, um, do you think solutions like Operto, because like I know Operto has NoiseAware, you guys have, uh, like we integrated an Ecobee thermostat, like we integrated all these other things into one spot so we don't have to worry about mm-hmm. checking multiple different tabs and logins. 
Yeah. Is that going to go the same way, like maybe even current customers that are on Operto Solution now? Or yeah, your... so, uh, well, I mean, as, as you know, we're, we're actually today sort of launching uh, our new operating system, which is called Operto Connect, which is basically to bring all these sort of disparate point solutions together into a into one um, unified kind of dashboard and, and sort of exactly what Michael was just talking about. You know, when you walk into the, the lobby and you, you know, how do you really start to engage with the guests um, in a meaningful kind of way? And, and what, we've, what we've decided is, you know, the technology is fantastic, but really it's about how do you bring all those different pieces together and also, you know, to drive guest experience through exactly the use case you just said was, okay, having that sort of digital valet, which is like, these are the three restaurants where we recommend you eat. If you're looking for this kind of experience, this is where you, what you want to do. Do you want to rent a mountain bike? Do you want to rent a kayak? What do you want to go on a walking tour? Like what are the, the what are the ways you want to engage with the property while you're there? Um, and so that's, we've sort of been trying to tie all of the, the in-stay experience with the technology layer, because I think that that's where people have really, treated the two as mutually exclusive and they're not because really the technology enables the stay and and so how do you build just the most kick-ass uh experience through web app because everyone's using their phones right at the end yeah, of the day that yeah. the, that's always going to be the greatest digital guest book or guidebook is is the thing that's in your hand right so so yeah we're i think you know all the kind of things we just talked about about being able to order a cocktail to your room or being able to go and order things and actually being able to monetize the guests in stay is really where the owner operators are going with this thing. Um, and we want to kind of be part of that. Well, yeah. eventually it's completely different people, right? If you're looking at the previous, like the typical traditional hotel schools, when they're really teaching people how to use their stuff and how to serve yeah. people, this is changing, right? Because, because of your technologies, like, like Operto, you just, you just have to be somebody who can just network with people, communicate with people, engage them and, Maybe tell them about the city and just be building a relationship for for future returns of the, of the for sure. So and, it's completely and, different. And for the for the owner, and again, this can be in hotels, but this is definitely applicable in short term rentals as well. Is how do you, from the moment that that reservation passes from the OTA to the PMS, how do how can someone like Oparto grab that reservation, start to do all the background checks and all the kind of pre stay stuff? But how can you start to engage with the guest? two weeks before they even arrive on the property, right? A month before they arrive, hey, here's what to expect. Here are all the things you can do when you stay. These are the things we recommend. This is, you can, so you can literally pre-book everything about your guest stay before you arrive. And then the only thing we hold back is the door code so that at 4 p.m. on check-in day, it reveals the door code inside your guest app and then you can start your stay, right? So it's, it's about pre-stay in-stay monetizing the guest obviously and then post-stay and really like and we don't want to go out and build a crm i mean that's just yeah that, that's a fool's game but <laughs> but like how do you how do you again capture all that rich customer data for the owner so that because booking and all these guys mask all of that data yeah how do we grab grab that data for you give it back to you and say here engage with the guest post-stay whether that's through through you know any any crm you might be using so, but if it's like a future for Aperto, if you said post-stay, I, I know one other technology provider is like, okay, we just do the check-in part, but then we have so much data of the users, eventually we want to drive them bookings as well. So we just, sure. we're offering a solution together with the properties we are yeah. working with. We just deliver them a direct booking or whatever kind of solution. For sure, which is the holy grail, right? And yeah. if you're looking at each of the segments, then you know that 
when I travel, I like to go to a cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Steve knows that. <laughs> uh, Steve and I have been to a few cocktail bars. Yeah. Uh, but the next time I travel, the, the place I'm traveling to doesn't know that I like cocktail bars. But mm-hmm. with knowing and, and kind of understanding how each person travels, uh, it, it, it helps you get smarter and make better recommendations or you just classify it on, on why the person's traveling. Are they traveling for business? Are they traveling for leisure? Are they traveling to visit family? Like what's, what is their traveler profile and what do people that are traveling, visiting families like to do? Yeah. I think, right. I think Muse really captured it well. And we've all talked about Richard Walter with who's the founder of Muse and all this other stuff, but his philosophy is always about, you know, creating a seamless experience, whether you do stay at one property that uses a Muse uh, system, you go to another one across the world, they still have your same information. Michael liked the cocktail at check-in. Um, he prefers, you know, the down pillows, da, 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 and that travels with you. But then also capturing the guests more than just the 24 to 48 hours that they're in property. Uh, Steve, as you're saying, like pre-stay, in-stay, and post-stay, how do we capture 168 hours a, a month with our, our guests uh, in a loyalty, you know, not in just a, as a revenue driver, but I think that really brings into the, the brand on on storytelling and moment making and all the other stuff that we geek out in hospitality. Um, And I know you guys integrate and work with Muse. We were actually partnering you guys up with another project that we're on anyways. And it's a, it's a seamless connection that really helps that philosophy of capturing the guests more than that 48 hour or 24 hour um, timeframe. So exactly. Yeah. Pretty slick. And the, the exciting thing too, I think guys is that, we're just getting started here, right? You're a lot of this sort of innovations happening in the short-term rental space. And I think you're going to see it sort of continue to, to push innovation in the, in the hotel space, right? It's yeah. that's just the way it works that, that we can move faster. We can tack harder. We can, you know, just make, make things happen quicker. And, and you're going to see best in class, best in breed technologies emerging out of the vacation rental space and continuing to, to drive, innovation especially i mean you look at like a marriott like the hotels and villas by marriott right like they're right in there and they're taking a lot of their technology learning straight out of our industry and 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 using it to inform how they're gonna you know drive their 35 50,000 property uh, portfolio so um yeah early early innings but i think it's it's pretty exciting for everyone who's involved in it steve what would you what'd you call it uh the uh, the avengers of uh hospitality tech so people like okay I was I was actually calling my my trademark lawyer. I was like, Dad, I should have told him trademark this." But <laughs> last time I I coined something at a bar and you know, a, a conference. But but again, like that that whole that whole notion of right, how do you get how do you get literally the four or five best technology providers together and create like an unbeatable solution? You know, and I called it the Avengers as a joke, but it's it literally is where you yeah. know you've got. You got the apertos, you got the noise awares, you've got the auto hose, you've got the different pieces that you're bringing in, um, and and being able to give a completely packaged solution to a boutique hotel and say, you don't really need to 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 go and do your homework beyond this because yeah. and you can, but you can't. Have, no one wants to to assemble the second best group of Avengers, right? You always <laughs> want the best. You don't want the the sort of castaways. You want the the best in breed, especially if you take your business seriously. So. Um, and I think that that's, you know, again, what we're, what we're starting to see is, you know, yeah. I think um, every one of our deals right now works with noise aware. We just, yeah. we're, we're doing, 
the, with, with auto hopes we're doing super hog with all these guys who just do great stuff they're just industry drivers and and and, um, and we're going to continue to see that kind of collaboration going forward for sure is it going to something happen in there if you're looking at mergers acquisition stuff because if you're working so closely and there are four or five operators okay we may become joining forces and become super strong and nobody can just uh you know what i, I hear the word roll up a lot yeah. um <laughs> and i think that the I mean, we acquired VR scheduler in June. I think that that was obviously for us was uh, adding, adding that sort of pillar that we needed in our business to be able to go and move, be able to operationalize and or op offer operational tech to to our um, to our users who are asking for it. But I think that those kind of small roll ups um, will continue to happen. Obviously, if we wanted to look at like rolling up with someone like NoiseAware, I mean you know, Michael's going to want a huge yacht off the back of selling his business. So uh, <laughs> it's be, probably come with a pretty hefty price tag, but we'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to see, uh, we'll see if SoftBank can maybe make that happen for him. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good shout out for our, our, our episode sponsor Jetstream because they're part of the Avengers and, and a yeah, lot of for sure. uh, yeah. So I think, you know, having good, powerful, not only tech, but human minds behind it is really a big difference. So for sure. Yeah, a good I mean, shout out to them. Jetstream's an, an amazing, an amazing team to work with because they bring it all together, right? And a lot of our projects, they just play point. So yeah. um, it's, it's uh, again, it's about finding the right partners. It's about finding the ones that just complement your technology, and they don't. And and we find there's very little up, uh, crossover in terms of any competitive um, stuff out there. So you know, sure. it, it's great. It's it's worked really well, and it and it allows I think all of us to play in a bigger a bigger place which is the this the hotel space essentially right yeah. so yeah it's uh it's where we're all heading and that's where to your point you know a lot of the tech that's been built in short terminals over the past five ten years is now being adopted or has already started being adopted in hotels yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely so we're a minute or two over but we got two quick segments to knock out yeah Steve, you, you've been part of the lightning round in the past so we're yeah, gonna sure. again and we'll have different questions uh i will kick off for sure we we always like to know favorite airlines oh uh, you know what any airline right now other than air canada who are just the worst to fly with totally <laughs> love it. uh but i would take a middle eastern one like air qatar emirates really nice all right uh favorite hotel brand oh it's got to be Marriott, doesn't it? Because I'm on their technology console. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big box or boutique? Oh, boutique all day. All day. Short term rental or boutique? I, I'd say boutique still. Okay. Mm -hmm. Flip flops or shoes? Oh, flops. Yes. <laughs> okay. Winter or summer? <laughs> well, seeing as we live, we, we sort of live in this limbo of sort of pseudo summer, pseudo winter. So I, I'd, I'd say I'd say summer, but you know, um, let's, let's go summer. Okay, Ross. Okay, beer or cocktail? I've got two hands. Why not both? Europe or Asia? Uh, I'm gonna go Asia. IPO or exit? Exit. Now getting okay. personal. <laughs> Podcast or YouTube? <laughs> is it the, is it this one? Podcast. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, well, I was gonna say 
cocktails or beer, but that was my that was my go to question. Favorite book? Oh, the subtle art of not giving an f. Love it. Yeah. Mosca Bezos. Oh well, I'm South African um, heritage, and he's South African heritage originally, so we'll go with we'll go with Musk. Sorry, nobody likes Bezos anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he's also he's also an Android, but yeah. <laughs> Airbnb booking or Expedia? I'm or gonna bedroom. go with booking because my my boss is <laughs> chairman of uh, booking, so we'll go with booking. But um, yeah, good good round. Um, okay, now we have another segment called "Whose Brand Is It Anyways?" and I'm gonna share a name of a hotel brand out of the main six biggest flags there is, and. Yeah, no hands, no looking it up. No one can Google. Um, but we're gonna name it off, and then everyone gets one guess to see if it's if they got it right. So we're gonna kick it off. Whose brand if it, is it, anyways? And I'm just gonna say it out loud. It's called Raffles. R- Raffles. Yes. R A F F L E S. I've stayed in Raffles before. What? Uh, is they're they're the, everywhere. They're in Singapore. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a, they're in Miami. They're everywhere. Uh, I've got a lot to learn about hotels. Never even heard so, of it. Ross, I'll guess uh, you. If you know that, go go ahead and do a guess, Ross. Marriott? No. IHG. I was going to say it might be IHG. Is that all your guys' final guesses? Yep. All right. It's a core. The Oof. Core. Yeah. Oof. Ouch. Steve, I, I'm, I'm now, I think, one for eight. Uh, everything. Well, is I, I know the brand, so the brand is, is known. But I just yeah, I've definitely stayed in the raffles before, but didn't yeah, know. yeah, good stuff. Well, um, yeah, no, it's it's good. I was just like, oh, I haven't said that one before, so we'll, we'll use it. Um, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show again. Uh, you, you know, you've been on Slick Talk like two or three times, and you've been on GMH two times. So this is good yeah. to see your face uh, again. Yeah. I miss you, miss miss Verma times, you know. For sure. Good. Thanks, guys. It's, it's good to see Fun all time. of you. And uh, I won't be down in Miami next week, but uh, good luck and enjoy Focus Right. And you know, make sure you behave yourselves. And uh, and hope you come back with lots of business. So, amen. That's right. the way to do it. See you guys Take next care. week. Take care. Have a good one.